0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode six of Scar with Dustin Rivenbark. And Scar stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption. And the intent of the podcast, kind of the the why are we here, so to speak, is is to work out our, our trials and our hardships in such a way that we can that we can uncover God's glory and we can and we can begin to unfold his plan for our lives. And you, some of you might be thinking, like, okay, well, what does this have to do with me? Why do I need to listen to Scar? And I think that it's it's simply because we all have issues, uh, plain and simple. Whether whether it's business related, family related, uh, whether it's with y- you know our our best friends, it could be anything that that causes stuff, pain, suffering, hurts. And and so uh, a lot of times it can block us and it can hold us back from reaching our full potential. It can hold us back from growing in our relationship with God. It can hold us back from doing all that God has called us to do because we're so tied up in what happened or what's going on or what we're going through or any of that 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 all of this stuff in your life can actually accumulate you see it can actually grow and fester inside of you and it can cloud your mind it can cloud your walk and and it can change the trajectory of your life if you allow it to and today I have a very very special guest with me and I am so excited To bring on uh, Mr. Frank Hayes onto this podcast, Frank, would you tell everybody hello? Hello, and Frank, I I just I want you to know that I'm excited to have you here, and I don't know if you know this or not. I just shared with this uh, a a little bit ago, but um, you know, you are part of the inspiration to me to do Scar and and to share this uh, uh, podcast because. Me and you, several a few weeks ago, we had the chance to to sit down at this very table and and share our testimonies. You got to talk with me, I got to talk with you. Uh, we cried with each other, yes. we prayed with each other, uh, and it was just a beautiful moment in time for me. Yes. And and Frank, you have been through quite. Uh, a testimony, if you will. And I just want to give a little bit of a background and then I want you to take us through some of that. Frank, you you, you were a victim of murder-suicide. That's correct. Very, very early on. At, yes. at what age? Uh, nine years old. And it was your father? Yes. Killed your mother? Yes. And then killed himself at That's nine correct. years old and you moved in with... Your your cousins.
1: Aunt and uncles. Aunt and uncles.
0: And then we go through and uh you, you married uh, the love of your life. I sure did. And uh and y'all had your son Cody. Yes. And you lost him at eighteen.
1: Seventeen years. 17, Seventeen years old. To cancer. Yes. Five, and, five years ago.
0: And now we're here uh uh Miss Miss Alicia is battling cancer for the second time second right time, now. Yes. Could you um could you do me a favor and just could you take us back to that, that little boy? Give us a little testimony of kind of kind of where you came from and, and
1: all of that. Okay. Um, I was born in 1956, and um, my father had always been in the military. And growing up, we always went to church with my grandmother when we were living in Florida. And uh, she was a primitive Baptist. And I, we always went to her church and... And listened to the gospel and the old things and stuff like that. And had dinner on the grounds every every Sunday. And I always enjoyed that. And that was basically the start of my faith, was going there and, and uh, listening and, and being a part of that. And then um, my father was transferred to Fort Hood, which is in Clean, Texas. And we moved out there. And we lived in a little town called Copper's Cove, which is adjoining And uh, so one evening, my father had just come home from his third tour of duty in Korea. We were all at the dinner table. Uh, So we were sitting there and uh, had a knock on the door. So my father gets up and runs, you know, goes to the door. And it was a, a deputy sheriff. And what had taken place prior to that was my mother had filed for a divorce. And um, the deputy sheriff told my father that the divorce was final and he was going to have to move out of the house tonight. And uh, so I wish the deputy sheriff would have never left. Uh, so, so my father stayed outside for a long time. Well, I thought it was a long time. It might have been a short time to, to, you know, to me, but um, he uh, went back to their bedroom, called my mother back there. And we heard them arguing, and all of a sudden, I heard uh, a, you know, normally as a kid, you're watching Long Ranger and stuff like that, and you're hearing pow pow, you know, instead sure, of a sure. a regular yeah. gunshot. Well, this was a thump thump, you know, yeah. and uh, I heard my mother call out that my father has a gun and he's gonna kill us all. So we all scattered from the dinner table. And uh, being an inquisitive young boy, I went back to where their bedroom was, well, the bathroom, where their door was open, and I actually looked in, and I saw my mother fighting with my father. My father was kneeling on the bed and had his hands up, and my mother had her hands holding him up like that with a gun in his hand. He had already shot her, center of her chest. And I saw my mother sort of just bade back and fall fall on the floor and my father turned I saw him turn the gun on himself and just a flash bang, you know, the smoke, gunpowder and all, you know, the smell of that, and then see him fall on the bed and I run in screaming and hollering and just you know, my life it was just like a a nightmare had happened. Frank, I'm I'm trying to
0: I'm trying to picture that scene and make sense of it. Your father at the dinner table, police officer shows up, police officer says, you're getting a divorce, you need to leave tonight. Yes. He calls her back there, the cop had left at this, the police officer had left at this time. Yes. He calls her back there, you hear tussling. you hear him scream, Mm -hmm. you go back there and you see what is an absolute nightmare. exactly. It is it is a a nightmare, Frank, and and in that moment, what any uh, nine year old boy, uh, my I, I can't even imagine what what it must have. Did it sink in right away? Was it a panic right? I mean, what what was your feeling
1: in the moment? Well, it felt like my my life had just fallen apart, and um, I ran around the neighborhood screaming and hollering that my daddy had shot my mother, you know, all the houses around there. And I had never experienced anything the way that I saw of, you know, of what I saw. And, and it just, I, it's just, just terrible, the, the things that I was going through, my mind, and, and what my life was going to be like. And then I had a, you know, I know the Lord was watching out over me. It took five men to hold me down, to give me a shot, to settle me down. I was actually taken to my third grade teacher's house, and she kept me the night. And she was a good Christian woman, and she prayed over me all night long and I finally got to sleep and rest. And then the next morning, my, my two uncles had gotten there from Florida to take us home. And we drove home and then we were separated uh, to other, my aunts and uncles. And I was always brought up as a Christian, and when I moved to Phoenix City, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Yes. And from then on, every word that I heard, it brought me hope. Every song that I heard was a testimony to me that I would never, ever Turned my life away from Jesus. Wow. And going through the things that with Cody, it was almost unbearable.
0: We hadn't got to Cody yet. Okay. Let, me, uh, let me let me let me back up just just a minute. So when you gave your life over to Christ it gave you a hope yes where there was none that's right it's like it's like the world is caving in on me i can do nothing about this but now i have a light there's a small bead of light it's small at the time cuz you're not really you're learning you're, you're 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 growing in your relationship but there's this small bead of light that can be your internal compass that can be your director your focus and while all of this is crashing down on a young boy, there's hope. That's right. Where it feels like there is not. That's right. And I just I, I want people to understand the magnitude of this hope that I'm talking about. You are hearing this from a man who literally lived a nightmare. Lived a nightmare. And but yet through finding Jesus Christ you were able to gain that hope nice. that 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 internal compass that says i will not turn my back on the lord because i see what the lord has given me but if i fall if i fall to the events if i fall to the nightmare then my life is going to take a completely different path than this hope could give me is that what i'm hearing yes so later growing up Through the years, and remembering back to our conversation we had a few weeks ago, your family was big into sports, right? Yes. And so, I actually, there's a picture over here behind me of family sitting, and you, as a young boy, sitting with Paul Bear Bryant. Yes. I mean, that is really cool at at, at how, go ahead.
1: I was 13 years old.
0: You know, and you're 13 years old sitting in a room with Bear Bryant. That's right. You know, and I couldn't, I couldn't think of any better uh, leader to try to model after than the bear, right? right. And, and, and how, how cool that is and, and how much of a testimony that is. But what's really, really powerful, fast forward that some years, you meet the love of your life. That's right. Miss Alicia. So y'all get married, have a child. How, how long after the marriage... About seven and a half years. Seven and a half years, mm-hmm. and you have a child, you're one and only. That's right. Cody Hayes. Mm-hmm. And and Cody is your standard stand up young man, right? That's, right? That's right. Did he play sports or was oh, he into yes, he, yeah. had,
1: he played from T ball to high school football.
0: So we get these we get these visions of uh, these 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 almost Dreams of what we want our children to become that's right of their possibilities man. We see these we see these moments where Where uh, we almost live vicariously through our children man. This kid is smart. This kid could be anything do anything and And then Cody got sick.
1: That's right You know most parents They live their life their childhood through their through their children especially when you have a tragedy like I did. And that was the greatest thing for me to have a son, that I could mold him into the person that he was, that God wanted him to be, and be able to see him grow and, and be the sportsman that he you know wanted to be. He loved baseball mm. the most, mm. yeah. very good at baseball. Uh, we what were, position? Uh, he was a, he played different positions. He played, he could play third base, okay. first base, and he was a pitcher. All around. All around. And just a, just a mighty, mighty slugger. He, he just knocked, you're about Knocked the knocked off. The fire oh, yes. out of that ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, one day at the rec center at, in Ashford, He was playing coach pitch, and he actually hit the ball over the, the scoreboard in the center of the field. Wow! Yeah, and I was so excited. He gone. He gone. (laughs) It was. It sure was. So it was very very exciting. Um, and then, um, when he was uh, starting, uh, junior, uh, as being a junior. In high school, uh, five months after he turned 16, we found out he had AML, with acute myeloid leukemia. Okay. And um, he was rushed to Children's Hospital in Birmingham. And there, um, he battled the leukemia for eight months, and the Lord took him home. And that was another nightmare that we had to, that I had to face with my wife and you know we never lost sight of what god has planned for us the the missions that god gives you or the opportunities that he allows you to take part in is something that you have to go through the trials and the tribulations he never says it's going to be a rose garden on this earth And then through our faith, you know, our hope is there that we know that one day we'll be able to see Him again. Frank, stop. Stop right there. You guys,
0: I need everybody to understand the principle that's being talked about right now. Okay, we go through these trials, these hardships, these tribulations, these hard facets of life. God never promises us an easy road. No. We live in a fallen world. No, I can't explain this. No, I can't explain your story. No, I can't explain why these things happen but it's a road you had to travel. That's That's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. This is a road that you had to travel and you are traveling this with such steadfastness that I commend you and your family. Uh, The dictionary refers to steadfast as resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. You stood in that hospital, you and your wife, and Cody, for eight months, yes. for eight months, you stayed strong, you kept, doesn't mean that it was easy, doesn't mean you didn't have your breakdown moments, guys. Of course, we're going to have our dark moments. We still have them. That's right. But that hope in Jesus Christ that you got back when you accepted Christ shortly after that, that nightmare you went through the first time with the murder-suicide That hope, that lingering hope is there, is there. And you can now, where is Cody today? He's in heaven.
1: I know it for a fact. That once you leave this earthly body, your spirit is taken to heaven by the angels, is what the word says. And I know that he's there rejoicing Mm -hmm. and singing praises to our Lord and Savior.
0: How How do you know? How do you remain so sure, Frank?
1: That's what the Bible says. I love The Word it. of God.
0: I love it. That's that steadfastness. That's, that's, that, right. that's that faith. How do you know that God is for us?
1: By what takes place in our lives and the, the things that we have to take, you know, take part of. Yeah. And seeing that, that we love people and we show kindness to everyone and being able to, you know, just live life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the fullest extent. And that's what he wanted us to, be, to do is, is through his word, you know, reading the word and, and getting that hope and that faith and that strength through the word. Mm-hmm. So
0: I can I can certainly relate to some not not that. Uh, I can with with Callie Grace with the loss of our daughter with the loss of my mother and my grandmother. I, I know that there is something there is something to be said uh, about the hope that you're given uh, through through Jesus Christ. That that hope that that firm foundation is so beautiful and it's so real and it's so raw in a situation that feels. Endless. It feels like I'll never get past this. It feels like I'll never overcome this. Like I'll never be what I was intended to be because of these events. I want to take that and I want to relate that to somebody who maybe has not gone through that, Frank. Maybe yeah. they haven't. Maybe that they haven't been given that, but they've been given uh, uh, a very hard marriage that doesn't seem to be going their way. Um, Maybe there is uh, uh, infidelity. Maybe, there is, maybe there's a situation uh, of in-laws, mm-hmm. a real issue that is really causing a wedge in, relational, uh, in their relationship. Maybe it's something with their job. Uh, what I'm hearing here is a principle that can run the gamut. Okay. I'm talking I'm talking a principle that can reach any and every trial and situation and hardship that you face these events that physical event that emotional event that thing that I face that monkey on my back That's right. can be overcome with just that little ray of hope amen it can it can push us forward it can it can move us from A to Z. That's right. You know, it can, it can move us from A to Z, but it goes through a process and we have to get to B, we have to get to C, and we have to get to D mm-hmm. one step at a time. He does not promise us an easy road. at all. How can uh, that pain, that hurt, that fear, how does it actually help you lead your family? Love people and live your legacy, and by living your legacy, I mean all that God has for you, man. Just, just move it to do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. How, how does,
1: how does all of that actually push you or help you? Well, the word says to be an overcomer. You have to hold your head up and think positive, and be able to distinguish. From what the world has to say, and then what God has to say, and the way I walk through my life is through my faith, through my in my Savior, and it it builds me up. It it gives me strength to face those things every day, mm-hmm. day in and day out. The fear is opposite of faith, so that's why I produce are the word produces faith in me through reading the word and and praying and understanding what god has for me to set my my life on the right track you said fear is the
0: opposite of faith yes i wish everybody i wish everybody listening scratch that i wish everybody walking this earth could hear that that's right fear is The opposite of faith. Wow. But with the faith of a mustard seed, Mm -hmm. we can move mountains. That's right. Man, and I haven't even taken them on the rest of this journey yet. We dealt with the murder-suicide. We dealt with the loss of Cody. Mm -hmm. Now we're sitting here right beside uh, Miss Alicia, your wife, as she's battling cancer for the second time. Second time. What is, what is that internal... What, what, what is that that just keeps you going, that just keeps you moving and saying, God has a plan and a purpose in this?
1: It really just kicks you in the overdrive, be honest with you. Uh, your faith grows stronger because you know that whatever you're battling, God is battling w- with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest it was the most disturbing thing to ever hear the C word again. And, uh, you know, we prayed and we know that God has this. You pray for it once and you give God the praise and the glory for it after that. And that's the way we look at it. And that's the way we try to, to, to you know, our daily walk mm-hmm. is, is through faith, you know, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yes, yes, and and that's what we look for. Still, that blessed hope, guys, to, to keep your life going on and on.
0: I, I can't. This is gold. This is gold that that we can come together and and share these moments, but share them in a way that can give encouragement that can give hope, that can give, um, that can give an expectation that God is in control, that God can still move. We know what God can do. And even though we may have some battles, some trials, and we may face some things, I know what that hope does for me. That's right. I know that no matter what I come against, I know that no matter what I go through, does not mean it'll be easy, Frank, not at all. But I know that whatever I come against... I can get through it because here's the thing: if I get the big C myself, if I get mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it may be, either God's gonna heal me, that's right, or God's gonna heal me, Frank. Mm-hmm. God is so good. That's right. God yeah. is so good, and you know, I, I just, I can't thank you enough for coming, and well, actually, for letting me come and 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 interview you and you sharing with us this story. Uh, this is a story of courage. This is a story of um uh it's 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 one of tragedy but one of triumph
1: yeah
0: that that you can that you can stand up still walk out of the door with your head up mm-hmm. you know and and be able to be an influence on other people you you've been an influence on me When we sat in those chairs the other day, um, I just, I walked out of here feeling so good. Not that, not that we just compared all of our issues. You know what I'm saying? Not that, not that I just got it out. Uh, Although that does help whenever you can just get it out. I felt out of here, I walked out of here feeling like, you know what, there was a great moment in humanity where we could, where we could be real we could be raw, and we could share our stuff, and we could cry together, That's we could right. laugh together, we could pray together, and that helps us move the power of the gospel into the rest of the world. That's right. And by what all Miss Alicia is involved in with uh, the Angel of Hope, the Cody Hayes Foundation, all of that stuff, with uh, you being here on this podcast, you approach me at the Angel of Hope uh, um Conference we had the other night uh, or event, you you approached me there and said I would just love to just get together and talk about our scars right. because I carry so many mm-hmm. and that's so important that you know that 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 people are out there that maybe have go- have not gone through what you're going through but they're going through their stuff mm-hmm. whatever their stuff is and and we all need encouragement. We all need family. We all need community. But most of all, we need hope. And not right. just not just any hope. We need the hope of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in our life. That's the only way. That's, it. That's, That's right. That's the only way that, that we'll see Cody again. That's right. It's the only way that that we will move forward is to have hope. And trust in Jesus Christ. Right. Before we get off here, we've got just a couple minutes. I wanna I wanna give you a verse, and I want you to tell me how this verse makes you feel. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toll is not. In vain, in the Lord. How does that make you
1: feel, Frank? How does that, how does that, how does that verse encourage you? Does that verse give you power? It does. It it keeps me unwavering in my faith. When I hear stuff like that, the word, it just, it just, it just builds my spirit even more. Energize. It energizes me, and and that's what God wants us to do. That's why we are called Christians so that people see Jesus in us or Christ in us. And it's just, you know, why would you want to turn away from something like this once you have it? You have to keep it growing though, day by day, walking that walk through the valley. And it's just amazing what God can do for you Frank, those
0: are beautiful, beautiful words. You've got to keep the faith through the valley. That's right. Wow, and I wish people could see the look in your eyes. I wish people could see the excitement when we talk about um, the faith, when we talk about the word of God. I can see that energy, I can feel that energy. I'm here, mm-hmm. uh, I can just, I can tell that that word of God sustains you. Yes. And And when we walk through tribulations and trials, we should be turning to the right power source because we're only as good, just like a smartphone, we're only as good if we're charged. That's right. And and we only can fulfill our purpose if we're charged to a power source, but we're only as good as a power source that we're connected to. Are we turning to the right thing? Yes. Are we turning to the right, uh, uh, I guess, the. are we turning to the right entity, the right dominion to be able to move forward instead of being stuck? Or falling backwards. So, Mm -hmm. guys, there you heard it today on um, on Scar. I just I want to encourage you if you have not subscribed yet to Scar with Dustin Rivenbark, please do so because we have a lot more stuff to come and we have a lot more truths uh, to uncover. I just want to say this: this whole idea of steadfastness is so important that we have it in our lives. Because you and I, we can't get over events, we can't get past major obstacles without some sort of steadfastness, some sort of inner drive that's that's directed towards a divine creator. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: right. I just want to thank you again, Frank, I want to thank all of the listeners here. Again, please subscribe. Please share this because this is what people need to hear. This is what needs to bring us together uh, as as followers of Christ. I love you. I love this family. And I love all of the, the listeners. And I'm so thankful for you guys. Again, we will see you in the next couple of days.